it's cool to see philip rivers finally doing what you're doing yeah uh, he takes after me actually nebraska lost horribly this last week so you know football's back like at the end of the day football is a game like it is still meant to be fun hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the expansion buddies we're off of a hectic weekend and we're ready to talk some football I'm your co-host, Justin, joined, as always, by co-host, Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? Good, Justin. Good. I'm, uh, you're right. We are off of a hectic weekend. It was a fun weekend, but uh, ready to get back into the old swing of things. And uh, I guess I'm ready to get back into a regular schedule. <laughs> How about you? Um, I don't know. I like, I like long weekends. Me too. It's always hard on the beach. <laughs> it's always hard to go back to work after that long weekend, but we are back. We are ready to talk uh, more football with you guys. That's really the only huge thing going on right now in sports is football. I mean, baseball season's winding down uh, the regular season. Anyway, we've got a few teams clinch their spots in the playoffs, but uh, football's the main thing on a, uh, on my mind right now anyway yeah i will say our our mariners are hanging in there okay so what i was gonna say about the mariners just the other night hit win number 81 on the season and that guarantees we won't have a losing record this year even if we miss the playoffs even if we lost out from here and ended at 81 and 81 the seattle mariners will not have a losing record in 2021 that's pretty nice. That is, yeah, we're we're one game behind the A's right now. That's I'm feeling, I'm feeling nice. You know, three games back in that wild card chase, the division might be a little out of reach at this point, but the wild card chase is right there. And uh, I'm I'm cautiously hopeful. I'm still not expecting anything, but hey, if we find ourselves in postseason baseball, I would be a very happy man. Yeah, that'd be exciting. That'd be real exciting. You know, in fact, anyway. I'm I'm more excited about uh, the Seattle Kraken less than a month away from that first game. That's true. It's going to be a good one. Lots to be excited about if you're a fan of Seattle teams. Unless... I know. I'm excited to get my jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the realization just washed over me again. Dang it, Montreal. You couldn't have just won a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, it's an exciting time to be a Seattle sports fan, unless maybe you're a Seahawks fan like myself. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Rough weekend for you boys out West, though. Yeah. Not a rough weekend for you boys uh, down there in Florida, but mine had a, a tough go of it. Yeah. that's. Uh, do we want to talk about those games real quick? Yeah, let's just talk about each of our teams here real quick. And then uh, Justin has no idea what I have planned for this, but I told him we're going to play a little game tonight on the show. So we'll get to that after we talk about our teams. I'll let you talk about the Bucks first, though, since you won. Yeah, we uh, offensively, we did disgusting things to the Falcons. Um, Tom Brady hit his 673rd passing touchdown. Um. And we're looking good on offense. Now, the flip side of this, we slapped the Falcons around, got two pick sixes in the fourth, but our passing, our, our secondary, our pass defense is looking rough. We, we're banged up already. Um, and I'm a little terrified to face the Rams next week. Our run defense still solid, but our pass defense, oh boy. Um I'm a little I'm a little worried about the the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Stafford, just heaving the ball deep. I would be willing to say expect a shootout this week between those between the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah, that's fair. So I was going to ask you, I didn't watch any of this game or the highlights, to be honest with you. Uh, I was keeping up on the score of it as my game was going on. I saw 
you got a big lead on the Falcons and then it got close like 28 to 25, I think at one point. And then you blinked your eyes and Tampa was up 41 to 25. Yeah. Was that those pick sixes? Yeah. They were like on back-to-back drives for the Falcons. Yikes. Um, and man, it's just, our, our secondary is just squishy right now. We really need corner help. Um, I know there's been some, been some talk that we've reached out to uh richard sherman um to see if he's interested in coming down because we've got some injuries we need to address and get some depth for um bruce arian said you know we reached out to him but he's got his own things going on right now so who knows with that and plus with his off-field incidents from the summer i don't know what that would mean for him coming back but uh, they're, they're, they're kicking the tires on some guys around the league. So we'll, we'll see what comes of that, but yeah, we need help. I'm hoping we can find somebody before this next week. That'll give us a little bit of a security blanket. Yeah. The, that Rams game is going to be tough, man. They look good so far. Yeah. They are one of the toughest teams in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. They have something to do with the game. I want to play. Oh, so, <laughs> um, then my team, uh, the Seahawks are a team that any true Hawks fan knows they are a one half team and they kind of pick and choose what half that is. Usually they're a second half team this last weekend, they were first half team and that was not good. Ultimately, uh, we jumped out to a 24 to nine lead on the Tennessee Titans at halftime. Things were looking good. Russ and Tyler Lockett had that connection going again. The offense was clicking. Uh, and then halftime happened. And then in the second half, we could not do anything offensively, save one huge blown coverage by Tennessee's defense that gave us a deep touchdown pass. Uh, and then defensively, I'm sure all of our guys are still having nightmares about number 22, Derrick Henry, because, oh, my God, he just ran over us in the second half. Uh, finished the day with three touchdowns, hundred and who knows how many yards a lot uh 50 points on my old fantasy team so i guess that was nice but outside of that yeah i got the titans to a position to get to overtime with us and then in overtime after neither offense could do anything on their opening drive tennessee was able to get down a field goal range kick the game winner that was that but uh that was a tough loss for the seahawks but it was a deserved loss. We did not deserve to win that game. There's too many mistakes down the stretch, too many emotional penalties. I know there's been a lot of uh, debate over the new taunting rules in the NFL. Uh, one of our one of our defenders, Reed, got flagged for taunting after a big pass breakup. And I'm on the fence about it where – Maybe this would not have been called in a regular or another year, but at the same time, you've got to know what the rules are this year and not put yourself in a position where that's going to happen. That was on a third down. It gave the Titans new life. Uh, Just too many dumb things like that. So we got to clean those things up. The defense needs to buckle down, I should say, but at the same time, I know that's a lot easier said than done when you're talking about a guy like Derrick Henry. Uh, and he can make sometimes the best defenses look bad. And then our offense, we just have to find the rhythm we had in the Colts game and in that first half because what we did in the second half is not going to win many games. We turn around, play the Vikings on the road this Sunday, uh, a game I really don't know what to make a ton of yet. Uh, It's one that we should win, but we have to show up for the whole thing, not just a half. Uh, But that was kind of my initial takeaways. Clean up the dumb stuff. Uh, clean up the penalties, something that Seahawks fans have been used to hearing for a decade now. And I think we'll be just fine, but we deserve to lose that game. Yeah. Um, as far as the taunting rule goes, I do want to say, I think it's, it's words that I'm not going to say on the show, but I think it's crap. A lot of the stuff that they're flagging is taunting that the NFL has um, lay the groundwork for being taunting, quote unquote, is ridiculous. Like it's it's to the point where some refs are throwing it at like a guy that gets up and he like 
side looks at guys, that's taunting. Yeah, um, and, and I, you can't tell me that's not not ridiculous. Like, yeah, if a guy's getting up and like getting way in your face, and like, then yeah, sure, flag he, him for taunting. But and and I agree with you. And, and the play that I was mentioning, DJ Reed was on coverage. Uh, ball, he knocked the ball away. Uh, he he turned around and he kind of did the you know like all DBs do the incomplete thing. Yeah, but the problem was he did it in the direction of the Titans receiver. And I, I agree that it probably shouldn't have been called, but I also don't want to sound like the sour grape Seattle fan right now that lost the game. If he turns and does that to the audience, the crowd, maybe it's not called. I don't know. Uh, that play alone I, did not make or break, but yeah, it was questionable. But at what point, so this is also where I'm at with this. You have receivers all the time that get a big, you know, broken coverage play. And they turn around, they'll backflip into the end zone. They'll like Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. Lamar, yeah. Or they'll turn around and make peak signs, like the famous kind of feud, I guess you could say, between Tyreek Hill and uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., which led to, you know, Tyreek Hill pieced Antoine Winfield Jr. In, in our game in the regular season last year, which led to the peace, the infamous peace sign in the Super Bowl, which I think is kind of what i don't know that it necessarily led to it but i think it was definitely the straw that goodell saw as breaking the camel's back that like we need to do something about this yeah uh but yeah it i think it's ridiculous that's uh, if if you're gonna set up end zone cameras for whenever the defense gets a a pick so they can go and you know celebrate in front of it is that just not taunting just not directly at the player. It's a good point. It's, it's so I, arbitrary where they draw the line. It's stupid. It's an arbitrary rule that cannot be enforced fairly or evenly. So it should not exist. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think the maybe excessive taunting, like, yeah, again, like getting up on a guy and I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't make the rules and I, I'm sure as heck not qualified to do it but i think this is ridiculous not one fan i've talked to likes it um it's if not you like fun. it please reach out to us on the expansion bu1 on twitter and or instagram and tell us why on god's green earth you like it uh and yeah. then we'll tell you why you're wrong but i don't want to sound like i'm blaming the seahawks loss on a call like that because to be fair uh i think there were more calls that actually went against tennessee that maybe shouldn't have in that game yeah, and they still won. So I, I also I want to complain about a call. I want to be that fan. Okay. Um, I was watching the Bucks game, and Devin White got flagged for offsides. And in the moment, I will say, kind of looked like it. I was like, okay. The replay though shows him rushing. He he clearly watched this film. He knew Matt Ryan's cadence. And as soon as the center snaps that ball, he is moving. It is timed so perfectly. And you can see it on the film. It's it's perfect. I, I highly encourage you to watch it. It's it's like watching Picasso paint. Um, but he's gone. And I thought they were gonna turn it back after they watched the film. They didn't. Um, and then the same thing happens in the next play, and it's like, okay, Devin White, you gotta play not as good. You're you're too good. <laughs> you're too good, it's against the rules. Basically, yeah. Devin White, man, if he continues to play and develop like he has been over these past couple of years, man, that kid's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. You you said you had a game. Uh, I do have a game. Uh, I'm going to call it two and O's and O and twos, and we're gonna we're gonna look at all these O and two and two and O teams because that's always kind of the the measuring stick that early season, a lot of people say, Hey, never fall down. Oh, and two and two and O teams make the playoffs, you know, this, this amount of times. So I want to look at all these teams and I don't care which one we start with, but I want to talk about uh, our most deserving or understandable two and O team. And then our biggest, okay, they're two and O, but are they a pretender? And then on the flip side of it, I want to talk about our O and twos and say, yeah, this team's an 0-2 team for a reason. And then uh, which of those 0-2 teams 
I will write the ship by season's end and be okay. So okay. what one do you want to start with? Let's start with our, our Owen twos. Our Owen twos. Okay. Yeah. So you've got the Indianapolis Colts. You've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got the Minnesota Vikings. You've got the New York Giants. And I'm probably missing a couple others. Uh, Jets. Jets. Yep, both Jets, New York Jags, teams. Colts, New York, Lions, Vikings, Falcons, and that's all. Okay. So hearing that list for me, uh, a lot of those 0-2 teams are not surprising. No. Uh, the one, and I guess if we want to, I'll take this one this way first, talk about that I think would be okay by season's end or have the most chance to be okay uh, is the Colts. Yeah, I, it's, that's one of my my two that I'm kind of battling with. Um, I, I'm just worried about the Colts right now because they are under, you know, new quarterback. And, man, they have had – I don't want to call it bad luck, but it's it seems like bad luck with Carson just getting injuries. And, and Carson Wentz has been playing, I think, pretty well. But he he screwed up both of his ankles this past week. Um, I I don't want to rule it out a possibility, but man, they they got a man. I don't know. It's worrisome, uh, for they, sure. They just maybe it's just they need to hit their groove. That and could I, be totally it. Okay, so part of the zero and two record to this point, I think, is just the schedule. I mean, I know both games have been at home, but Seattle's a good team. The Rams are a really good team as we just talked about, that's yeah. two tough opponents to start your season. So that in itself is understandable to me. I agree with you on the Carson Wentz thing. Uh, this is all kind of hinging on him. As we've talked about on the show before his play, if he plays, how he plays, all of that is going to go a long way in deciding the outcome of this Colts season. But I look at this list of other Owen two teams and talking about the jets and the jags specifically uh those teams are still yikos to me um the jags probably being the biggest of that yeah the jags are also my deserve to be there um and this i i've tried to give you know try to be like well you know maybe urban meyer will do okay that was completely shot to crap when I saw what he put out. Was it yesterday or Sunday? I think it was yesterday or late Sunday night. Um, through the Jag social media accounts. Um, a picture basically saying, please bear with us. We will get better. And I watched. Oh, boy, I'm going to butcher his name. He's a former Jags player. Um, his YouTube channel is The Observant Lineman. It's Uche Nawanery or Wanary, I think, actually. Um, former, obviously, lineman played for the Jags. And he said in that video, it sounds like this is a statement put out by a coach that's about two, two weeks from, I think he said two weeks from losing his locker room. If he hasn't already. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good video. He talks about it and he talks about like what his thoughts on it and some of the other former players that he is in contact with. Think about it. Um, yeah, I, I think the Jags are done for, I think the urban Meyer experiment is going to end in a tailspin of fire tears and the cries of Duval County. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, I'm glad you're finally on this wagon with me. Cause I felt this way kind of about urban Meyer since he got hired there and all the off season stuff they had go on. Uh, I also have heard reports that he's already losing that locker room and that the guys there are not entirely sold on what he's bringing to the table. Um, you know, I think, why, why couldn't he be more like Cliff Kingsbury? That's a coach that has so far transitioned fairly well into the college scene. That's one of your 2-0 and o boys we'll get to in just a second. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Jags are also probably my most deserving to be owned to, although the Jets are also, if you want to, I'll be the first to say it. I have uh, tooted the horn of Zach Wilson and I will probably continue to, but man, that was a rough looking game out of him on Sunday. Uh, four interceptions. Kid only threw five ever in his college career at BYU, I think, uh, or something like that. Yeah. I think part of it, he has been put into a bad situation. Um, I will give him that. He doesn't have anybody to sit and learn behind. They're throwing him in. Robert Sala, I, I love as a coach, but he is definitely defense-oriented. So I don't know that he's maybe the best choice for a developing quarterback. I think he is a great coach for the long term, but I think they should have brought in a veteran for him to sit and learn behind, you know, maybe Cam Newton, um, who was released for, for Wilson to learn behind. Um, but I don't know. That's that's a tough situation. I'm I'm thinking the Jets might end up ruining him. I I still am not sold that he is the the I I'm still not convinced that he can walk the walk in the NFL yet. And I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but I I need to see it to believe it. Much like I said about the Broncos and uh while their schedule's been weak, speaking of the Jets and their upcoming week, um uh-huh. They're weak, weak. <laughs> um, but the Broncos have been looking pretty decent. Teddy Bridgewater has, I think, been been pretty good. I, anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, the we'll get to them too. Actually, another two and O team. Uh, if there was another team on this list that I would say would probably be okay or have a better chance to be okay in the long term, it's Minnesota. Uh, you know, they gave the Cardinals everything they could handle on Sunday. Almost won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and got a little bit of bad luck, Mr. Field goal. That's how it goes. That's how football is. Luck has a little something to do with it sometimes, but I think Minnesota has the chance to be all right. Um, Minnesota, Indianapolis for the two. I would least likely hit the panic button on in this list. Uh, if I'm yeah, the, Jags, the jets and the giants though, it's shaping up to be a long season and I wouldn't count on, any of those teams making the playoffs by season's end. In fact, you know, in the last time an O and two team made the playoffs was and who it was. No, I do not. It was the Texans in 2018 started O and two, and then ended up making the playoffs since then. Uh, every team that has started O and two did not. So, wow. I don't see, I could see, like I said, the Colts or the Vikings, but those other three, I don't see it happening. Yeah. I think the lions are going to be perfectly cromulent this year. I think they're going to just be even basically. Yeah. And the lions too, I guess I kind of haven't talked about them, but yeah, Uh, they've shown flashes of, I think be where they can go, but they're not there yet. Exactly. I agree with you. All right. Let's get to the two and O boys. All right. Three of them hail out of the NFC West. We got the 49ers. We got the Rams. We got the Cardinals. Then we got your boys, Tampa Bay and Carolina out of your division. Mm -hmm. And then also in the West, we have Vegas and Denver. Kind of surprising ones there. Uh, Maybe not so much Vegas, but definitely Denver. Anyway, I will let you go first this time. Which one of these 2-0 teams are you most like, yeah, I get it. I understand. Um. Man, it, the the easy choice would be say my boys coming off the Super Bowl victory and you know um the the amazing run that we had at the end of our season last year. Um, but that's like that's a homer pick. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna say the one that makes like sense to me, like is, is the Cardinals and the Rams. Like I can't, I can't split between the two. They're just both such good teams right now. Um, I'm going to, I guess I'd give the edge to the Rams over the Cardinal because the Rams victories have been a lot more put together. Whereas the Cardinals have been, they've had to dig themselves out of some messy situations. 
Um, like they they found the way to do it, but this past week against the Vikings was a little little closer than I think they would want it to be. Yeah, they had to rely on Minnesota missing that field goal, like I said. So yeah, what's what name a more iconic duo? The Vikings and missed game winning field goals. You can't do it. Yeah. Um and I mean, Kyler Murray's been playing, you know, I think kind of he, he may get an MVP uh, if he keeps this up. But he needs to clean up a few things. Again, there's just a few. Yeah, it just needs to be cleaned up. The Rams look terrifying. They have gone from like, yeah, I think they'll be good this year to like, oh, wow, they may be on their way to a championship like level good right now. Matt Stafford is clearly the winner of the situation. Anybody who is doubting him right now should be really checking what they thought before because he has led the Rams to having the highest uh, yards per reception right now in the league. Which is which is just crazy. They are doing so so good right now. Yeah, they look really scary. Uh, you know, you're probably more immediately scared of them than I am. But, oh, I'm I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, we got to play them twice, so I feel you there. That's gonna be rough. Uh, yeah, if I were to look at this list of teams, undefeated teams still it's either for me, the Rams or Tampa Bay, that's most understandable at two and O. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, it's a toss up for me between either LA and the bucks, because, you know, you guys, as we've talked about many times have brought back everyone from your Super Bowl team last year, yeah. every starter. And that in and of itself is very helpful. And then the Rams talked about making the trade for Stafford in the off season, finally getting that man, a competent team around him. This is the result. Um, yeah, I, both of those teams, I fully expect to live up to this two and O start and have a really solid season. Uh, each very easily could win their division, make the playoffs, have home playoff games, make a run to the Super Bowl, even. So those two, there's really not much more you can say about them. I mean, at this, no, there's a good chance we meet in the playoffs again. Yeah, and I mean this this game this weekend will be a lot of fun to see how it goes down, how close it is, how competitive it is, you know whoever wins where the X factor came from, this is going to be one of those X factor type games, uh, you know? So yeah, this could actually, this game could go a long way in deciding the playoff landscape and how it looks in the NFC down the stretch here. I'm excited for this one. And then the team that I don't even want to say they don't deserve to be Owen to, but that's just kind of most surprising to me at, or excuse me, two and O is, uh, Honestly, I would say Carolina or Vegas. And I know some people might say Denver there, but we've talked about Denver's ease of schedule so far. So it's not super surprising to me that they're two and oh. Yeah. Uh, Denver might be my biggest pretender at two and oh, if we want to differentiate that. But the, the surprise, you know, brow furrower here for me is uh, talking about Vegas and just kind of how solid they've looked at both of their wins beating a Ravens team that just beat Kansas city in their first week is pretty impressive. And then a pretty solid victory, all things considered over Pittsburgh who just beat Buffalo. And we've talked about whatever that means, but <laughs> we don't know. Is the we, answer. Don't, we don't know, but we do know that Derek Carr looks good. He looks confident. Uh, the Raiders look confident as a team right now. And they're going to need to playing in the AFC and the AFC West with very stout competition around them. Um, and then Carolina, like I talked about, yeah, they played the jets in week one and a win over the jets is what it is, but a win over the saints. Uh, who stomped green Bay the week before. Nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. So Carolina, I see what you're doing down there. You know, I see you. I, 
I think Matt Rule has assembled, you know, and and Darnold's doing fine. I will say, like, Darnold's doing, I think, more than fine, honestly. 305 yards this past week is pretty okay. Um, two tutters and an interception. I'd like to see the interception start getting cleaned up, but clearly he's he's going for some bigger plays. And yeah. it's it's working out. Him and DJ Moore has had have had great connections the past two weeks. Um, but I think uh, their defense is looking not bad. So are you maybe just a tad more concerned about your games with Carolina this season than you were before the season started? Yeah, a little bit more, I will say. Um, but I think we're still going to be okay because. When when we can play the Panthers with our run defense, we take Christian McCaffrey more or less out of the equation and forcing Darnold into those, you know, throws that can that could be picked off and making some bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of the same thing I think is going to happen when we play New Orleans. Old Jameis. Did you see yes. that one interception? <laughs> I didn't see it, no. Um, but I do know that the bakery is was open, open for term was open for turnovers. Yeah, the bakery was open for business. It was a very classic Jameis play. Uh, so the interesting thing about this two and O list, uh, there's there was only two teams in 2020 last year who started two and O and then missed the playoffs. Both of said teams are on this list right now. Really. That was these Las Vegas Raiders and these Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and if there was of those two that I would see more likely to screw it up and miss the playoffs, it's definitely Vegas. I don't think Arizona is going to do it again. But uh, yeah, just a little interesting tidbit there. Do you think that? Do you think that all seven of these teams make the playoffs, or there's got to be somebody that misses, right? I think it's a really good shot that one of these teams misses at least Denver, one or two Denver, Denver. I need to see them play a tougher team to be convinced that they're for real this year. Um, and I will say, I think Teddy Bridgewater has looked good. I think Jerry Judy going out is a really bad sign though. Um, I, cause I, I, yeah. I think ultimately, like if it comes down to somebody from that division, I think the Raiders are going to take it over the Broncos. Yeah. Um, the Raiders, their their defense is playing really well right now. Um, their their pass rush looks good. I will say, their pass rush looks really good right now. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'll say about Denver. Like you said, we need to see him play a real team quote unquote, before we say if they're for real or not, but I will for sure be able to tell you they're not for real. If they lose this one to the jets, don't lose to the jets Broncos, because that will tell us all we need to know about you this season. Um, you've done what you were supposed to against the bad team. So far, you got to keep it up. Good teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but that has been, the first ever edition of two and O's and O's and twos on the expansion buddies podcast. I don't know if it was a game or not, or if it was just a way for us to talk about these teams, but uh, I had fun thinking it up. So we're going to call it a game. All right. Fair enough. Now let's tune in next year, tune in next year after the second week of the season. And we'll give you another riveting game of it. Uh, let's, is there a team that's uh, just one and one? that you're surprised maybe isn't two and oh or oh and two um i'm kind of surprised the chiefs aren't two and oh yeah i had a feeling about them going into that game the ravens came off of an ugly loss and i think i think the ravens and lamar jackson especially are are kind of tired of being viewed as like the chief's little brother almost or like in their shadow because Lamar and and uh Mahomes came into the league almost the same time and 
you know, I think they've been compared in a lot of ways because they they've done so. And and Lamar is constantly picked apart for, you know, oh, he's basically a glorified running back. Oh, he can't win in big games. Oh, he, you know, on and on and on. And I think I I think that they came in kind of with that mindset of like, all right, we're going to show him who's boss. Yeah, uh, he actually said after the game that they were happy to get that monkey off their back, that monkey of not yet – or he hadn't yet beat the Chiefs. Um, and I, I remember when they were both kind of just starting and everyone was talking about how that was the next Brady Manning and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, it probably felt really good to get that first win over the Chiefs. I didn't think they were going to do it, to be honest with you. It was a very good game. Congratulations to the Ravens on that one. Uh, so a little surprised that the Chiefs aren't 2-0. Uh, but who's your surprise? They're not two and O team that they're not two and O. Um, probably God, honestly, the Seahawks. Yeah. Especially after watching the first part of that game. Like I, I stopped watching. I had other stuff to do and I, I got back on and I was talking to another friend of ours, Mark. And he was like, no, I'm like, what happened? The Seahawks lost. How they were up by like 17 points. Yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, I, I, I still am trying to, I mean, I kind of explained how earlier, but I was watching that game with my friend, Michael, who's a Titans fan. And first off, thank goodness. Michael's a very gracious winner. Cause that could have been really rough. Uh, had I been mm-hmm. watching it with some of our other friends, but yeah, I'm a little surprised we aren't two and O also. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think we'll be all right. And then the Owen twos that I'm not, that I'm kind of surprised isn't Owen or, or yeah, isn't Owen two is uh man, maybe it's just cause we were so mean to them earlier this year, but the Texans one and one, you know, congrats boys, you got to win. And I know it was against the Jags and maybe I shouldn't be so surprised by that, but yeah, I kind of thought that they, uh, Oh, and going back to the 2-0 thing, probably Green Bay also. I mean, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but anyway, for me, it's the Texans. Uh, one and one, that's a better start than I thought they would have. Uh, but what say you? Oh, another, before I before I say that, another team I'm surprised isn't 2-0 and is the Chargers. Oh, I, yeah. I understand, like, they played Dallas, who was admittedly much tougher this year than I thought they were going to be, but dang that was a rough loss for sure yeah. uh anyway a one-on-one team that i'm surprised isn't oh and two man there's i just i keep looking at the afc west and it's so weird seeing the the raiders the broncos chiefs then chargers it's like wow what yeah. a flip but anyway one that's not 0-2 that I, I am surprised or 1-1 that should be 0-2. I, I mean, yeah, the Texans, but we kind of talked that to death. Um, I mean, yeah, the Texans, honestly, really. Holy I mean, cow. Or the Steelers. I mean, the argument could be made for Pittsburgh there, too, I think. Yeah, Um, but that I, I don't know. I don't think the Steelers would go 0-2 with that defense. That defense, I think, is too good. Fair enough. Um, argument could be made for the Bengals, but they've got Burrow back. I think they're feeling, you know, pretty confident about that. Um, although we'll see how that goes down the stretch. I'm kind of surprised they didn't beat the Bears, but that's that's getting to a different, different yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Texans. I'm not, nothing more to say, but. Yeah, it's just <laughs> we've, I, I, we've ragged on them so much on the show. I feel like we have to be a little surprised when they won their first game <laughs> for the people. They, and they, <sighs> excuse me, they could have gone two and zero too. Like if if Tyrod Taylor hadn't been out, they very well could have been two and zero. Yeah, they that's, they that's... played kind of kind of well against the Browns. That's a wild thought. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor um, is out for a while, apparently, which 
It means yeah. another rookie is getting to start. Yeah. How Off about the oh my carousel of quarterback injuries this last week? You had Tua down in Miami uh, with the rib thing. You had Baker have a little scare with the Browns even. Uh, yep. Tyrod Ty we talked about. It was a brutal uh, – I guess this wasn't this week, but Fitzpatrick in week one. We, it's been a brutal yeah. start to the year for quarterbacks. Yeah. I – that's again – as far as like Tua goes, I wonder – if he hadn't had to go out, I wonder how that game – you know, if, if it would have at least been, you know, gotten them some points, I guess. <laughs> gotten them anything on the scoreboard. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Buffalo came in to Miami like, oh, man. And they just, they wanted a little, they wanted to beat up on their little cousin. I think they were still a little mad about the Pittsburgh thing in week one. Yeah. And they took it out on the poor Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you know who else is 2-0? Who's that? My fantasy team. Yeah, you shouldn't be. <laughs> You're, You're a right. pretender. I'm, I'm a big-time pretender. I won't lie. I was down at one point this last week by, like, 80 points. And one man with the fear of God – in his shoulders, Derrick Henry clawed me all the way back to a win. I shouldn't be. I am the Broncos of the two and O teams in our league. <laughs> I'll be honest about that one. Uh, but like Captain Jack Sparrow says, you have heard of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm having a little bit of a rough time in fantasy. Buffalo, boy, howdy. If if. If our friend Joe hadn't had the Buffalo defense, I, I mopped the floor with him. Yeah, they did really well. Yeah, they got him. Oh, God, what'd they get him? They got him an obscene amount of points. They yeah. got him 23 points. That is a I lot. I thought I would be okay with the Steelers defense. <laughs> Turns out I was not. Yeah, that was rough. That, that and Joe Burrow did not do great things for me. Yeah. Um, with his three interceptions. You know, there has been teams in our league start 0-2 and, and still make the playoffs also. So you're not you're not dead in the water yet. But but I it felt bad because I like made big brain moves at running back, picked up James White for their game against New York. He got me 18 points. And oh man, oh man, it was bad all the way around. And Joe also had Tyler Lockett to my DJ or my DK Metcalf. So yeah, that's uh, those two always go tit for tat. Uh, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Oh well, he'll get me a million points against the Vikings. Hopefully, I'm they're, hoping. Fun fact about the Vikings in our fantasy league: their average points to wide receiver is fifty-five. Ooh, that's horrible. Um, yeah. Yikes. Are are you ready for call-outs and shout-outs if you're at that point yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do have a call-out this week, actually. All right, let's hear. Uh, I want to call out Utah quarter, well, former Utah quarterback, Charlie Brewer. He, as it was announced on Tuesday this week, kind of out of the blue is leaving the youth's football team and transferring. And from what I understand, it's essentially because he was benched last week in the game oh. against San Diego state. Uh, he came into the season with a lot of expectations for the youths and he played a total of 11 quarters for this football team before he called her quits on the university and is leaving. He beat Weber state in week one. He lost to BYU this last weekend, he was benched for backup Cam Rising uh, against the Aztecs, and now he's calling it quits on Utah. And this is not why the NCAA has put in the transfer portal. It's why they put in the transfer portal rules where once you go to a different team, you have to sit out a year. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can't just willy-nilly do this. But to me, unless there's something I'm missing here, this feels a lot like 
kind of quitting because you had something not go your way because you had a bad day and a bad game. And that I don't know how you can call yourself a good teammate when you do something like that. Um, You can't. It sounds like he's thrown a fit. Yep. That's kind of how it came across to me. Uh, I think the story first came out in the Salt Lake Tribune. That's where I first saw it. Um, Yeah, that's just, it leaves me with a sour taste in my mouth. You don't do that to your teammates and your school, but that's my call out. That's fair. That's fair. Um, We kind of already talked about it. My call out is Urban Meyer and his bungling of the stay with us. We're going to get better. That's you're, you're in the NFL. That's not something you do. You don't say like, yeah, don't worry. It'll get better. Trust me. You, you either do it or you don't. Yeah, that's fair. Then that sounds like something to me that someone says, like, as you said earlier, like right before they lose the locker room or right before they get fired. Now I don't think he's getting fired just yet, but it'll get better when you're gone. Yikes. (laughs) Oof. Well, I don't disagree with you. I'll say that. Uh, do you have a shout out? Yes, I do. Um, Mike Edwards of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense who picked off uh, Matt Ryan twice for pick sixes. Oh, he got both of them. He got both of them. That's a big day. That's a big day for him. Uh, yeah, yikes. And if you're the Falcons, yikes. If you're going to throw two pick sixes, at least mix it up a little bit. Yes, yeah, spread it around a little. Yeah, give the wealth a little to other people. Let's go. Um, that's a good shout out. Two pick sixes in one day deserves a shout out. Yeah, I thought so. My shout out, and I think you might like it because it's aesthetically based. Aesthetic. And it's a hockey thing. Ooh, aesthetic. So the Arizona Coyotes are Ooh, I like the way this is starting. <laughs> They announced that they're going to make Kachina Coyote their primary logo again and bringing back the white Kachina jerseys for the first time since 2003. If you haven't seen these yet, I would highly recommend looking them up as we speak so I can get your take on them. But this is a good-looking logo, guys. This gets that old retro feel in there, the early 2000s feel. Um, I don't know if it'll make the team any better, but man, the jerseys sure look good. Yeah, one second. I am I am looking it up as we speak. I just have to. I love it when teams pay homage to their uh, old logos. Ooh, I do like it. I love that logo. It's good, man. It's good. That is a slick lurking jersey. I might have to get one of those. <laughs> You're buying that one yourself. I only promised you a Kraken one. Oh, well, let's make a deal. <laughs> let's, I'm, I'm never making a hockey jersey bet with you again. Coward. Uh, yeah, well, you know. I but that get, does mean I will never have to buy one for you, so. That is true, I guess. Uh, you know, speaking of bad bets and bad beats, did you hear about that one poor guy who lost like $700,000 because the Lions did not beat the Packers on Monday night? He had like a 16-team parlay, and the Lions were the last team he needed to win that and because he had all the other ones right, and they did not. And here's my line of thinking on that. Bro, if you're betting on the Lions to beat the Packers in Lambeau Field, you deserve to lose that bet. It's just not going to happen. So <laughs> that's rough, nope. though. That's, that's how it happens, I guess. That's how it be sometimes. That's how it be. Uh, any closing thoughts here on sports, on football, on life in general, on the expansion Rams. Me too, buddy. I, we can go to therapy sessions together about the Rams and Sean, therapist Aaron Donald rushing the passer doesn't exist. Yikes. Yeah, it does exist though. And it's terrifying. It does exist. And for an offensive line, like mine, it is keeps me up at night man between that and the cardinals you guys are getting no rest we've talked about it and the 49ers and nick bosa we get oh my god yeah no we're we're done for man if russ makes it out of this season upright and well it's gonna be a miracle man i i think the seahawks are still strong but holy cow 
they might be the least strong, strong team in that division. The weakest of the strong links. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm trying it's like not- it's it's like it's a chain made of like super strong steel, but you have just like too much carbon or too little carbon and you're soft. One of us is clearly an alloy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you, you realize steel is an alloy, right? That's true. That's true. Uh, you're right. Is, is iron and carbon. One of us is like brass. <laughs> um, all, they're all made of gold, except you're actually like fool's gold. Yeah. Let now, me, that's a little bit too much. I'm trying not to think about our division games right now. Let me live in my happy uh, Seahawks versus Vikings land uh, in a game we should win. I'm a team that I'm not as worried about. Still worried, but not if, as if, worried. If you guys lose to the Vikings, do you think that's it? Do you think the season's over? No, I won't say that just yet because the Vikings played well against the Cardinals, and this will be a road game for us. I'm not trying to make excuses. Uh, it sounds like excuses to me. I do have a friend, uh, Tessa, who's a big Vikings fan, and every year when we play each other, the crap talking starts early in the week, and it's already started, and – I really am not going to enjoy it if we lose for that reason. So I'm really hoping we win this one for a lot of reasons. Two and one looks a lot better than one and two, but I don't How about know. this? You guys beat the Vikings. We'll beat the Rams deal it's a deal. Yeah. Uh, you beating the Rams helps us out a lot more than us beating the Vikings does for you. But if that's the deal we want to make, I'll make that deal. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you out, buddy. Okay, well, we the expansion buddies made the deal here, so the teams better live up to it. They've got to cash the check that our mouths just wrote. Yeah, seems easy for them. Easy, easy money. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's it for me. I don't know if you've got anything else. If you do, say it now or forever hold your peace. Um, Sounds to me like you got nothing. I don't have anything. All right. Uh, Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Expansion Buddies, wherever you listen from, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, the can on a string. We appreciate each and every one of you that tunes into us every week, that listens to our ramblings every Thursday, the day we publish for you. We'll publish for you next Thursday, bright and early, as we did this one and the ones before. Uh, Until then, though, I've been Jared. That's been Justin. What's that? Sorry, nothing. <laughs> nothing? No, are you sure? This is I, last... I almost sneezed. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it's your last chance to tell the people something. We're about to sign off here. No, I, I, I was trying to stop a sneeze. All right, well, whether he's sneezing or not, Justin will be here next week. I'll be here next week. And until then, never forget. Party like it's 1976.